I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two Films, Two Curious. curious. We're, but we're not watching any movies because this is a special feature called La, uh, Curiosity in the Time of Coronavirus. <laughs> it's a totally original name. We did don't not steal look, it from Don't anyone. look for anything similar to it. Right. With, with maybe some other emotion and some other uh, disease. That's don't don't do it. Anyways, uh, for those of you who don't follow us on Facebook, again, first off, why? Hella impressed that you found our podcast and you don't follow <laughs> us on Facebook. Uh, but you may uh, you may then have not seen that uh, we here, Bill and T Dog, put together a list of seven movies each uh, for you to stream while you're in the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on. They're all on streaming services, and uh, some of them maybe uh, you don't have. But all of these streaming services are doing some form of uh, free trial, as they all True. do. So uh, even if you don't have the streaming services that we're talking about, we highly encourage you to get the free trial because there's some pretty neat stuff out there, and y'all can get bored or real fast. Yeah, there's a whole website called Netflix. Yes, they have a lot of stuff on there. They do tons of flicks. That's where most of my flicks are right from. on the net. I think I have the same amount of Netflix flicks as you do. I have four or five. I don't know, seven. Yeah, you have five, I have five. Because I saw that you only did two other streaming services, so I also only did two other streaming services. Okay. Trendsetter. Yes. Well, I didn't... You were were right that Netflix is probably the the one that most people have. And I didn't want to make go out here and be like, hey guys, the DC All Access app (laughs) has a bunch of, you know, Batman movies. No, no, no. Superman 4, A Quest for Peace on the DCL Access app. That's what you guys should be watching in quarantine. <laughs> it's not. I do not endorse that. Anyways, so what are your other six? Do what? Superman <laughs> 3, Superman 2, Superman 1, and two of the Batman movies, the bad ones. <laughs> Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. I I like both of those movies. I like Batman I Forever, not, and there are elements of Batman and good. Robin I like. Batman and Robin is Joker and Two-Face, or Riddler and Two-Face, right? That's Batman Forever. Batman and Robin is, is the Poison Mr. Ivy, Freeze Mr. Freeze. And Bane. And Bane. Mr. Freeze is great in that movie, and if they ever do a Batman 66 movie again, Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to play Mr. Freeze in that too. Yeah. I would love to see him as even a more serious Mr. Freeze. I mean, I, I would be interested in that, I guess, because I like people doing weird things, but no, I think that... He was so perfect, so <laughs> perfect as a hilarious Mr. Freeze. I, I wouldn't want to see him as anything else. I watched, We watched Terminator, too, for our thing, and I'm just sitting here thinking, why is he not Mr. Freeze in this movie also? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, we've he's, got... At the end of that movie, he's the opposite of Mr. Freeze. He is. He's Mr. Hot. <laughs> he's Mr. Heat Miser. He's Mr. Fire. Yeah. Friends call him Heat Miser because whatever he touch starts, starts to, to melt, melt in his, his clutch. clutch. <laughs> He's too saying. much. <laughs> uh, anyways, I've got seven movies. You've got seven movies. Let's go through our movies. Uh, tell, tell me tell me your seven. We'll go all your seven, and we'll talk about each one of them as we go through. So tell us okay. your movie, and then we'll say what we know about it. My first recommendation, this is on Netflix, is Julie and Julia. Yeah, that's a good one. Tell Which, us about Julie and Julia. Tell Which, us about what you say about Julian Julia. Well, it's one of, if not my favorite, uh, rom-com. Okay. And I like that it is still serious. Like, it, it's, yeah, it, it's a comedy. There's comedic sure. elements. But, like, serious stuff 
happens. Yeah. Which is in a lot of rom-coms, but not every rom-com has, like, the serious thing where you're like oh no are they gonna get back together right but then and, you know everything works and out julia and julia if i remember their serious stuff is not just that kind of serious stuff because you've got julia child not being able to have a child which is a pretty mm-hmm. serious thing for them yeah yeah i liked stanley tucci in that movie and i like the the painfully early 2000s blogging <laughs> i like it a lot for those of you who have seen julia and julia Please go on to YouTube and search Attack of the Show, Julie and Julia, because my guess is that's all you need to search to see Cobra Commander, who was supposed to go on there to talk about G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra. And they were like, tell us about your new movie, Cobra Commander. And he's like, no, because I want to tell you about a movie that's better than that came out <laughs> also this weekend, Julie and Julia. And he's like, this movie is delightful. Meryl Streep is inspired. He loved it. And he's like, in fact, I'm already in talks to do a sequel. Julie and Julia and Cobra Commander. And it's it, it's engraved into my brain. I will never forget that. I'm going to be 140 that. years it. old in an insane asylum, and they'll be like, Grandpop Pop, <laughs> do you know who I am? And I'll be like, Julie and Julia and Cobra Commander. <laughs> That's a great bit. I love that film. I love it. Pop Pop, that doesn't exist anymore. We you don't even, exist anymore. We can't even. That's not. A, that's not even out on pill form yet. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? My next one is the Last Samurai. Love Tom that movie, Cruise and film. I love what you had to say about it. Uh, well, first I said <laughs> that's the part that I love. That it's the story of the first weeaboo. Yes. <laughs> uh, Devin laughed fully out loud when she read that, and it was great. It, so, it really is. It's yeah. If you don't know about it, it's 1800s. It's, I think it's right after the Civil War. Yeah, um, pretty much. <clears throat> it's when Japan has finally opened up its ports. Uh, they're kind of accepting help from the U.S. military, um, specifically to get rid of the old and out with the old and in with the new. So we want guns and shit. We don't need samurais and swords and bushido and honor or any of that shit anymore. Yeah. That's old news. Yeah. Um. This movie does have a bit of the issue of having a white savior. Um, it is not strictly historically accurate, but I think it's fun. Yeah, if you can, if you are comfortable blowing past those types of things yes. for a really good, it's uh, not, it's not like Tom Cruise role. Super inaccurate. And... It's just it takes liberties with a couple of different things, but it's still like the person it's based on was a real person yeah. who went to Japan and did these things. Who's the other guy in it? The, the uh, not Tom Cruise guy because he also did Ken amazing, Watanabe yeah he did an yeah. amazing oh he does job. he does a phenomenal job him talking about like being so excited about General Custer is another thing <laughs> that will never leave my head um, and it's just it's a Tom Cruise say what you will about him as a person he makes very good movies yes he does these are he, both on Netflix right yes oh yeah yes not Samurai is on Netflix my next film is my favorite thing on Netflix, and it's called Bandersnatch. It's a Black Mirror spin-off movie. Um, it is basically a choose-your-own-adventure where you actually use your remote control to pick what the character does. Yeah. Um, there are, like, a lot of different endings, and there are even more dozens of ways to get to those endings. A lot of different endings like Mass Effect? Like Mass Effect 3? No, like, actually very different endings. <laughs> the ending I ended up with was... You know, I think that would spoil things, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what ending I ended up okay. with. Um, but it's was really it different it's, than Thor's. Yes, 
and it was really we it's just weird it's meta because at a certain point you'll make decisions and this guy starts to understand that he's not making the choices in his life and that someone is controlling him he'll start talking to you and shit it's super weird and also very cool it's it is certainly unique I'm on board. In fact, after you posted this, or when you sent them to me, I was like, I really need to do Bandersnatch. I might do that sometime this weekend. If you do, let me know what ending you get. I will. I will not let the rest of you know. <laughs> you should all do it yourselves. Unless you Ask send us. us a message. Dear God, if you comment on our Facebook page, you better believe I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> you want to know my bank account information? I'll tell you right now. No, I won't. That one I won't do. My next film is Drive. Ah, with yes. With Ryan Gosling in it. Nick and Jack, who don't listen to our podcast, also recommend Drive. They just don't know it. It's... <clears throat> I don't think it's a sad movie. No. It, it is a bummer of a movie. Like, there, there are elements in the movie that you'll be like, man. Yeah. This is not going the way it should be. Yep. But... It's the same with La La Land. It's the same with... It's all Ryan Gosling films. Yeah. La La Land. Uh, what's the one with the... Lars and the Real Lars Girl. Lars and the Real Girl. Blade Runner 2049. Drive. Drive. He just plays Broke such... Brokeback Mountain. That's Jake He's Jill. not... <laughs> but... Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Wasn't he in The Martian? The Martian. <laughs> uh... That's his, no, but... that's his happiest role, is the Martian. <laughs> Wait, fucking The Notebook? These, all these that films, movie's a bummer. All these films that he's in, people like to argue about if they're happy or sad movies. And I don't know that any of them are sad. Movies. I don't know if they're sad, but I tell you what, Notebook took a fucking turn. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Okay, because I was not expecting the end of that movie. I was happy to be able to scratch it off my poster. I have one of those posters where you yep. scratch off the movies, if you've seen it. Thank you to uh, co-tagonist Amanda, who we're going to talk about her, her movies later on anyways, uh, for getting me this poster. But I was I watched it, and I thought, wow, I'm glad that I've seen that. And I scratched it off my poster, and I was happy to do that. That's all I have to say about that. My next film. Yes. Sorry, Drive is also on Netflix. Oh, yeah. As is Banner Stanch because Black Mirror is a Netflix right. uh, original. Next one, also on Netflix, is Moon. Moon this is This movie very is good. basically just Sam Rockwell and a robot played by a pedophile. Yes. In real life, not, Kevin in, the, Spacey. not in the movie. Kevin Spacey. Not like Baby Driver it. where he's a pedophile in real life and in the movie. Yes, no, no, no. Just And, and this is pre that stuff. I mean, I, he was still doing it at that he, time. It, we it was just pre it came it. out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people knew about it. We didn't. As Yes, as individuals outside of Hollywood, we didn't know about it. Um, but it's a sci-fi. It's kind of near future. There's a colony set up on the moon. It is just one guy there. And the stuff that happens in the movie will blow your mind. It's very good. Yep. Sam Rock was a very good actor. I'm he a big fan of him. Is. He and is. And I love him as fucking like, swarmy... Was it Justin Hammer or whatever his name is in yeah. Iron Man 2? I love You've that seen the Hitchhiker's too. Guide to the Galaxy movie, right? Oh, yeah. He's he's Zaphod Beeblebrox yeah. in that, and he's yeah. so the good. The president guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, this is not a movie, but uh, if you've 
blow through all what's seven times five 35 all 35 movies we're going to talk about today and you still got time hollywood reporter does these really awesome round tables with a douche named stephen galloway who i hate um but they didn't one with uh sam rockwell and a bunch of other actors and they were like what role do you want to do next and sam rockwell's like be great if i could not be the racist that everybody loves <laughs> because this is right after three billboards and the one that he's in with taraji p henson where he's also arguing arguing on behalf of desegregating the schools and they were like but you're a clan member why are you doing that and he was like i don't remember why he's doing it because i only saw the trailer i've not seen the movie so yeah but sam rockwell's sam rockwell is pretty awesome he so. is in serious stuff and in funny stuff We've got two more movies. Now we're not on Netflix anymore. We're not. You'll have to go to Hulu if you want to watch my next recommendation, Akira. Akira is so good. It's it's a movie that truly you have to watch and then think about it for a couple days, and then you really like this movie. When I first watched it, I was like, that was good. I'm confused. I don't know that I... I I think it wasn't good and important. I don't know if I liked it. Yeah. But then you kind of sit and think about it, and it is one of those the like five movies that i've watched and then thought about for weeks afterwards i was on i went on three really awkward okay cupid dates many moons ago and the best thing in the world to ever come out of those <laughs> particular dates was this movie she showed me this movie and this movie is amazing it's so cool we'll actually eventually be featuring it on our show eventually uh, yes and uh, so if you watch it now you'll you'll be ahead of the curve kind of jump in little ahead there yeah so uh also i don't know if this is something that i know that i am sometimes i bounce off of anime a lot there's i don't i i feel like uh two films three curious alum brenda who historically would say i don't like animated movies and then list the like two dozen caveats that were that she did like before she was like oh i do like animated movies i sometimes think i don't like anime yeah and i don't think that's true i just think that like everything else i don't like there are specific movies in the genre of live action film that I don't like, but I like movies. And Akira is certainly an anime that I love. So if you're nervous about it because it's anime, watch it's, it's it and so watch different. the dub. It's that's, fine. And the subtitles are better, but watch the dub and you'll love it still. That's I think that's that's a real important kind of clarification. Is that yeah, it's it's anime, but it's not quotations anime right like, it's anime because it's animated and from japan that's strictly the reason that it's animated it so doesn't have the tropes true. or anything yeah. else that i mean it's got the yelling it's just yeah also i feel like the limited anime i've seen this generated a lot of the tropes <laughs> it could be that it generated them yeah <laughs> but it doesn't it's not because i'm watching it's like cowboy it's bebop like and i'm seeing things Lord from this in that yeah it's the thing that oh, made this all has the, hobbits too. No, no, no. Things. This has hobbits first. Yes. <laughs> and then my last recommendation is on Disney Plus. It is Hercules, the animated Disney film from the ninety-eight, ninety-seven, or ninety-eight. I don't remember. Do you remember that day? I was really sad, and uh, we were in our old apartment, and all I did was I think that was the time that I learned that it's a, a classic. Spanish from Spain cocktail, Coke and red wine. And I just sat there and listened to I Won't Say I'm in Love from the Hercules soundtrack. That's my favorite on song repeat. on the album, it's and I will a good always album. sing it. And there, and that's the thing. That song, that album is full of bangers. Yeah, it is. 
but Won't Say I'm In Love is still my favorite song. It's that. it's really high up there. I think that as a child, uh, the Zero to Hero song really yeah. awakened something in me. Uh, but Won't Say I'm In Love is, uh, is a, a really great song. All right. Rudy, your movies now. We're on my movies, uh, and I, I don't remember. Oh, I can see from, because it's on a screen. <laughs> Dolomite is my name, is my first movie. I guess, uh, similarly, a lot of mine are on Netflix, as we said at the beginning of this business. Uh, Dolomite is my name is a Netflix original um, with Eddie Murphy. And I got to say, for every Eddie Murphy movie that he's done recently, where people have thought, what the hell is he doing? This movie is amazing. At this point, he's doing whatever he wants because he's Eddie Murphy. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> this is this is the epitome of that. Like everything else, where he was just getting the money. Dolomite is my name. Is the one where he's spending that money because that movie is amazing. It's about um, Ruby Ray Moore. Or is that what it says at the top? Is that the guy's name? Rudy Ruby Ray Moore, who uh, ended up he created this character Dolomite and put him in a lot of black exploitation movies, and it's. It's funny, like an Eddie Murphy, a classic yeah. Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, but in addition to that, it's it's just such an uplifting movie. Like at every every level of this movie, people are telling Eddie Murphy's character. They're telling more. They're like, you can't do this. Like you, you're not going to be able to make this movie. You're not going to be able to cut this album. You're not going to be able to get this character on stage. You're not funny. And at every at every turn, it wasn't like uh, like you know you'll you'll watch a lot of feel good movies. They're like maybe they're right. No, I'm strong. No, he never believes him. He's like I don't care what you have to say. I don't care if you think that I'm not going to do it. I will put in the legwork if you if I need to. I just I want to do it because it's fun. I want to do it because I like being creative. And at the end of the movie, there's this amazing scene where they've. They've traveled nationwide to try and promote their movie, and they're having an honest-to-God premiere at a theater. And they're all dressed up. They're dressed to the nines. They go into the theater, and they get to the theater, and the guy's like, we sold out two showings, and I'm just opening the theaters for more and more and more. Um, and he's like, you, you're telling me that the people in line out there right now, they're standing, it's 8 o'clock now, and they're standing in line for a movie that they're not going to watch until 1 in the morning? And the guy's like, yeah, basically. And so Eddie Murphy's like, fuck, I've seen this movie already. And he just goes and stands in line with these people. And he's like hanging out with them and chatting with them. And there's this little kid. He's like, I love you, Dolomite. And then I watch that part and I cry. I said in the thing that I never have I ever watched a movie that made me like want to immediately jump up and rate something. It's such a good movie. It's so good. And it's got Eddie Murphy and he's hilarious. And Titus Burgess and a whole bunch of other actors that are amazing. Bright. Did you watch Bright? I did watch Bright. What did you think of Bright? I thought Bright was good, and I thought it was the most predictable movie I've ever watched. Oh, it's certainly predictable. <laughs> That's what I said in the thing, that if you if you watched Suicide Squad and you thought, man, this movie's all right, I just really hate the way that they're treating my favorite characters, watch Bright. You hear that? More champagne. Hey, give me some of that. Am I done? No, I'm you not done You still got yet. some oh, drink okay. in there. But it's, it's the kind of movie that I would not even show to Thor. Because oh, he, he would hate would... it. Because if you if you don't know about my brother, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm not worried about talking about him. <laughs> um, he will just predict the hell out of any movie that that we watch. Almost like a savant, I was really surprised. He's he just he un he has this weird. Despite not having watched a lot of movies, he yeah. like there's a lot. I think I haven't seen things, and I haven't. Right. Yet. He's you know half of what I've seen. He just understands the structure of 
storytelling, I think, is really what it boils down to. Yeah. Because he watches a lot of anime and plays a lot of video games way more than I do. And I think that just the idea of a narrative he understands. We could get him we could get him to be our generation's really good cranky film critic. Like not oh, like yeah. fucking angry video game nerd bullshit nonsense nostalgia no. critic horse shit. No, like really really well written film critic. Anyways, uh Bright, I we haven't actually said anything about it. It's <laughs> it's about uh, a human cop and an orc cop cop. And in, this is a this is an established right fantasy world of present, fantasy modern present yeah, day present yeah day. present day fantasy modern high fantasy where orcs and elves and, and pixies wizard, and all of that just all of it exists in the world and it's just an everyday thing yeah um and it's stylized and it's um two films for curious alum the other bill has said before he's like I will watch literally any science fiction movie with will uh with Will Smith in it because like I don't care if they're bad because when they're good they're amazing and so I'll suffer through the bad ones if I can get a good one eventually and I think that Will Smith is just really great in this movie it has really almost heavy-handed things to say about race about the police state and they're all things that I agree with and even still I'm like okay like I get it but I think that it's a great movie. I'm so excited that so many movies are coming out from Netflix onto Criterion Collection because I think that it means eventually I might get bright, <laughs> not through Criterion Collection, but maybe through Shout or just as a regular DVD release because I love that movie. It's so good. Speaking of Criterion Collection, Young Sherlock Holmes is on the Criterion Channel streaming service. Which I'm sure all of you have. All of you do because you listen to the podcast and so you, of course you're... Uh, <clears throat> top level kinophiles as as the parlance says uh no criterion channel is a is a, a streaming service done by the criterion collection uh which is de- dedicated to the preservation of aesthetically and culturally and historically significant films blah 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 but the channel has movies that aren't on the collection and vice versa and it's just all interesting important film um their free trial is a 14 day free trial and a lot of their movies are like they've got a, a ton of french new wave jacques tati and stuff like that they've got a bunch of um like 1950s and 60s movies from from the united states uh but they also have surprisingly this movie young sherlock holmes uh it's it's a non-canon Sherlock Holmes story where Sherlock Holmes and Watson are at a boarding school together and they have to solve a crime. So it's also the first fully CG character in the history of film. Uh, It's this stained glass knight that jumps out and attacks them and oh boy, is it really shoddy. (laughs) It's not shoddy. It's great for the the era. Um, But it's a cool action movie. It, It feels like it feels like like young Indiana Jones or like Goonies or something like that, where it's it's it's, you know, yeah, young right. teen kids kicking ass, and so that's it's a really a fun movie, and if you've got a bunch of twelve year olds at your house for whatever reason, I highly recommend putting this one on. They'll uh, enjoy it. They will. Next is Hot Rod, also on Netflix. Holy shit! This movie is just so stupid. Probably two or three times I called you in to my room to see clips mm-hmm. from Hot Rod. Um, and it's just, it's, I feel like comedies like this, when you watch them by yourself, like you don't laugh as much 
generally. Yeah, like a person of, doesn't laugh kind as of much. Stupid comedy, right. quote unquote. Even if you enjoy it by yourself, you're not going to laugh as much because a lot of this laughter happens when you've got friends with you. Um, but even Hot Rod, I laughed out loud when there's nobody here because it was. I was here. Hilarious. Well, I you just were, wasn't. In you're only here for movie. part of it. You're only here for like the, the last thirty minutes of it. But you know, I was in my room. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but it was a. It's also a hilarious movie. It's got Andy Samberg, and it's like that. It's Lonely Island levels of stupid. Yeah. If you like Andy Samberg, you'll you'll like this love movie. this movie. Um, if you liked Dodgeball, you'll love this movie because that was sort of their goal with making this movie. They wanted to. They were. They were like, we want to do a PG thirteen comedy with dirt bikes, like Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgeballs. And oddly, I think a little bit more heart than Dodgeball. I think that Hot Rod. Nobody in Hot Rod is that, like, detached asshole, like, in Dodgeball. Oh, but I love... I mean, I love the... But even Vince Vaughn <laughs> is just sort of like, he knows he's better than everybody else at the at the thing, but yeah. he's their friend still, because he's a slacker, and doesn't want to, you know, put himself forward. In Hot Rod, nobody thinks they're better than anybody else in that movie. They all love each other, except for the bad guy. Well, of course. You know. Uh, my next one is Booksmart. Giving straight A's, giving zero F's is the tagline of this film. Classic. Uh, It's also not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, let's see, what did I say? That Beanie Feldstein in this movie makes you say, Jonah Hill who? Super bad what? (laughs) McLovin, I hardly even know her. (laughs) Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's sister. And Booksmart is, I mean, it's, it's a comedy really in the same vein as super bad it's like the last day of high school kind of coming almost coming of age right well no absolutely yeah. and and but it's 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 i found it relatable because it's the smart kids that had no life realizing that they could have easily had a life they just didn't they didn't for whatever reason and they're like well fuck it then we're gonna have a life for this last day and it was a really good movie caveat uh there's a joke about a an adult teacher who she wants to sleep with one of her students so, if that's a joke that you uh, object to, uh, I watched it with someone that objected to a joke like that, and they still enjoyed the movie, but they said that they would not necessarily be able to recommend it because of that joke. So, if that's a joke oh, you don't like, okay. just be aware of that. Uh, but I thought it was a hilarious movie. Next, back to Netflix movies, Candyman. Candyman is just an amazing horror movie. I it was It was a slasher, but it was smart. Not that slashers aren't smart, but like... Classic slashers are smart. Well, but even Friday the 13th isn't really saying anything to you except that, like, kid teenagers should be more aware. Candyman... And don't have sex. Right, don't have sex. Candyman had interesting, really interesting things to say about race. Candy and men. About a ca- candy, <laughs> men, bees. No, Candyman had some really interesting things to say about race, about class structure, about... Hmm. Um, the idea of of that sort of tourism that rich people do when they want to wow. research lower class things. It was a very interesting movie. And Jordan Peele's sequel to the first Candyman is coming out soon, which has, oh. I, I'm guessing, very similar things to talk about, but also things like gentrification and stuff like that, which is going to be a very interesting movie, and I'm very excited for that. But this one is so good. Tony Todd is amazing in it. He plays Candyman. And my last one is To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's also on Netflix, and it's just so charming. 
So it's your Julian Julia on your list. It really is. It's so sweet. It's so dear. It's about uh, this girl. She's in high school, and she's just she's just she's she she's in love, but she's shy and she doesn't want to say anything. And so her little sister finds all of these letters that she has written as sort of a catharsis every time she has a crush. She writes a letter to that crush, but then she puts it away and hides it away. Just eats right, it. Up. Eats it. Well, except for she didn't eat it. She put it in a box, and her little sister finds it and mails all five of these letters out. Oh no! And Why would you do that? <laughs> two of the letters go to people actually actively. Three of the letters go to people actually actively at her school. One of them's gay, and so he's like, "You understand that's not going to happen." She's like, "No, I totally understand that." It's it was my little sister. Right. We've gotten past that part of my life. Um, but he also sort of helps her work out these feelings with one of the boys who the person that used to be her best friend and then they just stopped hanging out aggressively in high school because she's a bully now is her ex-boyfriend and the other one is her older sister's ex-boyfriend. Uh-oh. So, but it's it's a really good movie and there's a sequel and the sequel is on Netflix as well. I don't think the sequel's as good, but the sequel is also The Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy and so we really need... Ooh, who gets their hand cut off? The girl the does. Forum. It's crazy. Oh my god. No, but it's a really great movie, and I think that if you enjoy rom cheesy rom coms that aren't stupid, go for this. It's not a stupid movie. It doesn't try and trick you with stupid things. So I liked it. Anyways, you have the list now pulled up for two films three curious alum Brenda. I do. She also put seven movies together. We'll go through these movies and we can rattle off rattle them off kind of quick. Because I think that I'm not sure that you've seen any of them. I've, I've seen, seen I've handful. seen none of them. Okay. First, we have Dumplin'. Dumplin's a really cute movie about. All uh, I know from the pictures that it has Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. Aniston in Jennifer it. Aniston was like a beauty queen when she was younger, and her daughter is fat. And Jennifer Aniston and her daughter do not get along. Dumplin'. Right. She calls her Dumplin' and she's like, do not call me that. I do not like that name. I know why you call me that. Please do not call me that. Um, and so the, her daughter ends up entering the beauty pageant as sort of like a protest. But then it ends up being she she finds what her mom appreciates from it. And she starts to appreciate things from it. And it's it's about it's about parents and body acceptance and feeling beautiful and it's a really great movie and uh jennifer anderson is in it and as well as other people that i i can't remember but i really liked next is the danish girl that is about a woman uh from she's dutch she's danish uh, and it but... has um the guy who plays newt from fantastic beasts and where to find them yes i know this because he's in the picture of it. yes I took me a second to figure out, remember what I know I'm from. Uh, you'll find, I think as we scroll down, there's another Eddie Redmayne movie in there, but oh, I don't know. It's Anyways, not the next I feel one. really bad about not knowing anything about the Danish girl. Apparently, it's very uh, good, but also a tearjerker. So, oh no, I'm jerking those tears. Yep. Next is as good as it gets. This does not have Diane Keaton. It has the Joker. It does not have Keanu Reeves. That's the other one. Yes, it has the Joker. Jack Nicholson is in it, and also a dog. He's a dog? No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean, he is, but like, man, you're a dog. He's not. He's, he's not. a werewolf? He is. Oh, I want to watch this movie It's now. a romantic comedy where Jack Nicholson is a werewolf and he has a little dog. I'm 90% sure we got that right. If we didn't, feel free to comment on our Facebook page, please. 
next is the theory of everything, which you'll see Eddie also Redmayne has movie. Eddie Redmayne in it. This is yep. the one about uh, Stephen Hawking. It's a Stephen Hawking biopic, uh, and apparently it's also very sweet. Um, and he's in it. I've not seen it. The King's Speech. Seen the King's Speech? It's about uh, King George, and he can't talk for shit. He's but got he's got he the stutters. Learns. He learns because uh, Captain Barbosa teaches him how to speak kingly, and Helena Bonham Carter is in it. Next is Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks is about uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, that they want to make a movie of Mary Poppins, and the lady who wrote it was like, "This is my life," and Walt Disney's like, "Please let me do your life justice." Uh, Tom Hanks plays. Uh, Walt Disney, and he does a really good job. It's a very good movie. I really liked it. And the last is Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. You tell me about Jersey Boys, because you've seen it. I've seen it in New York, and it was pretty awesome. With real live people, not on a screen. No, not on a screen. With real live people singing and dancing and saying the words. And I really enjoyed it. And before then, I, of course... In the same way that there's a lot of different bands where you're like, I don't know that band. Then you hear a song and you're like, I know this song. Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know that I know Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And then, like, they played, like, all the songs and I knew at least, like, 70% of them. And I was like, I know these, I know who these songs are about. It's a really cool biopic. And um, in the movie, it's got, like, uh, what's his name? And he talks like this. Who is that? (laughs) No, and he's, I sent you the meme. Uh, And he's in the Weapon of Choice music video. Christopher Walken? Yeah, Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was in it. (laughs) He's in it. (coughs) He's the mobster that gets them all their good shit. Oh, He's that's there. awesome. Yeah. I, um, I want to watch it to see Christopher Walken as a mobster. <laughs> here's an interesting thing. You know who else is in it? Um, Joaquin Christopher. What's his name? Yeah. No. Uh, what's Joaquin his name? Joaquin Christopher. <laughs> uh, what's his name? He's in I don't know. Uh, Joe Pesci. Oh. But not Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci Jim is a Pesci? character in the movie because Joe Pesci oh. was the mobster that got them their first gig. And then Joe Pesci became an actor. Oh. So there you go. So yeah, those are seven picks from uh, Two Films, Three Curious alum, Brenda. And here are seven picks from Two Films, Three Curious alum, Devin. Uh, Devin says Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen seen Pan's Pan's Labyrinth? But I really know that I should. She says... And I've seen the important parts of the movie, so... With where he's got, he's big I've and red, he's got the horns, he followed him off, he's got that big ass gun. No, that's Hellboy, you can't trick me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen the guy with the eyes in his hand. Oh, yeah. Hands. Yeah, Doug Jones. He yeah. really looks like that in real life. <laughs> Devin says, adventure, mystery, magical realism, and a weird skin flap monster, definitely something here for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she also recommends, and this one I know is on Netflix because it's a Netflix original, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. It's quite charming. If you liked Julie and Julia, you will probably also like this. The story begins and stays exactly what you want it to be. A sweet romance bundled inside a journey of female self-discovery. Yes, please. It's very sweet. And it's a period piece because it takes place in the World War II. Kate and Leopold, 
Have you seen this movie? No. Is that also a rom-com? Yes. It sounds like it. I've Just seen any the first any movie minutes. that is like someone and someone. It's yes. always going to be a rom com. I feel yes. like. <laughs> uh, Kate and Leopold is a rom com. First ten minutes involves time travel. Oh no. Oh, yes. No, it's good. I watched the first 10 minutes, and I'm very sold. I just haven't had an opportunity to watch it again because I want to watch it with two films, three curious alum Devin's parents, who were the ones that showed me the first 10 minutes. So, <clears throat> quote, I feel like this movie flew under the radar a bit, but it's a classic rom-com for me, she says. The added time travel and Hugh Jackman as an 1800s Duke definitely well, help. Well, I'm on board now. Right? You it's just had to so... say Hugh Jackman's an 1800s Duke. <laughs> it's so cute. Mute Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman... Time travel rom-com. <clears throat> this one, I think, is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Midsummer. Oh, I know about this movie. Yes. <clears throat> Quote, Have you ever been on the cusp of falling asleep yet still sort of awake? That's the place where this movie lives. Uh, two films are curious alum. Devin's very best friend, very good friend, best friend. Amber and I audibly reacted to almost every part of this movie in the theaters. Definitely an experience. My favorite part of this movie can be summed up by a really great death metal album. My favorite part, no, the part that shocked me the most from this movie was the Cannibal Corpse album, Hammer Smashed Face. Ah. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Dear Zachary, <clears throat> the less you know about this going in, the better. Just prepare yourself. She's going to be really mad for me for saying this movie, as far as I know, is a bummer. Does it have anyone named Zachary in it? I don't know. That's not me being facetious. <laughs> I don't know. Because sometimes the movie title doesn't have that person in it. Right. I'm just saying I've heard that it's not an uplifting... It's not like a... It's not like a... It's not... You're not cheering at the end. Okay. Just be careful. It's actually sad. It's not like Ryan Gosling... I can't It depends remember. on if you're... I can't remember if it, if it turns up at the end or... I think that it's got a lot of sad in it, though. Okay. Uh, she also says Dumpling. Her quote. Oh, uh, our first double recommendation. Yes. She says, <clears throat> a fat girl decides to enter a local beauty pageant. When I read the book, she says, by Julie Murphy, it made me remember how important it is to let yourself be known, even if you're not okay with who that is yet. Plus, Dolly Parton and drag queens. So, again, kind of like Hugh Jackman as an 1800s Duke. All you got to tell me, Dolly Parton and drag queens, I'm on board. It's a very good movie. Netflix, check it out. I think I know why I like Hugh Jackman as an 1800s Duke so much. Tell me. Because of the prestige. Oh, yes. In which case, he's like an 1800s magician. He is. I just think he really... The same way that Sean Bean just fits in a medieval world. Yeah. I think that Hugh Jackman really fits in with the 1800s. Which is why Wolverine always feels so right. Because you're like, this guy just feels like he's out of time. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Her last recommendation was The One I Love. Her quote is, this is basically an episode of Twilight Zone in movie form. A couple on the rocks decides to take a weekend trip to recharge, dot, dot, dot. Other things happen. Mark Duplass is in this. You may know him from The League. He's the normal-ish guy in The League. And Elizabeth Moss. You may remember her as Zoe Bartlett from The West Wing, or literally everything else she's been in that she's been wildly popular in. We should read our, our last list off uh just one movie at a time. See if they pick up on the theme of some of these movies. So the first movie is the movie Alien. I love Alien. Which, as I've now discovered, is streaming on 
HBO Go slash now and Hulu. So it is streaming and you can watch it on these things. Also, if you happen to be one of the protagonists that is on the Microsoft Family Voodoo <laughs> account, it is also there. And Alien is your kind of the sci-fi horror film. It absolutely is. There was a, um, I think that, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, or if um, we talked about it uh, when, when she was on. Two Films Three Curious alum, uh, Brenda, says that the scariest movie she's ever seen was Psycho. Because, were you there when she when she watched Psycho no, for the first when, time? When, yeah. yeah. So we had come home, <laughs> she had paused Psycho, and she was we were like, oh, what do you think? She was like, this is my first time watching it. And I'm like, do you enjoy it? And she was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really scary. She's like, I had to turn off the noise for the dryer because it kept startling her. Um, and I was like, all right, we're going to do our thing. You know, Feel free to play your movie again. And she starts it again, and she's right at the scene where they're going down the stairs, and Psycho's mom is there at the bottom of the stairs, and they turn the rocking chair around, and I go, ha! And I touch her on her shoulders, and she jumped right out of the couch, <laughs> scared the hell out of her. Anyways, all that to say, uh, the first time Jack watched Alien, it was during the summer, and he watched it with my dad, and my dad had all the lights off, and he had all the curtains drawn so they couldn't see anything, and he kept startling Jack at the times that he knew was scary. <laughs> And this is also, just like a film we mentioned earlier, Akira. Yes. One that will eventually be on the Two Films, Two Curious podcast. Yes, with co-tagonist Amanda, whose mm-hmm. list this is. And now our next film on the list, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Ugh, easily in the top ten best Star Wars movies. I, this, that's probably, it's... It's obviously the one that I feel like, at least initially, most of the prequel memes came from. Yes, a lot of them did. Although some of them have come from the other ones. Any adult Anakin line, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of them came from this first one. Um, But I think that, honestly, I know why it's not people's favorite Star Wars movie. But I think that Mm -hmm. there there are parts of it that I really enjoy. Um, I think that the pod racing scene is just gorgeous. Which is funny because that's what most people try to argue about. Really? Is that they think the pod racing was completely unnecessary and was way too long. Maybe it was long. I don't know. But I thought it was... I thought it was... It, I it, said, people. I, it kept I my agree attention. with Tyler, you. why do you hate this? No. I think... I mean, it keeps my attention. I think that it's interesting. And I think that if it's too long, then any action scene in any Star Wars movie is too long. Because ultimately they... It's show, don't tell. You're supposed to show that he can do all of this shit, and he can, and he's capable, and he's a good pilot, and he's good at his thing. <sighs> Anyways, I think that the first one's really great, and I like the pod racing, and of course, Duel of the Fates, Obi-Wan Kenobi, oh. Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul fight at the end. One of the best lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, definitely, definitely top ten best Star Wars movie. That's funny because our next film is also in the top ten of Star Wars movies. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I guess if we have two movies tied for tenth place, then Attack of the Clones <laughs> is the top ten best Star Wars movie. Skipping right over that, our next movie is Star Wars Episode Three. Definitely the top of the ten Sith. best Star Wars. Movies. My personal favorite Star Wars movie. It's really good. Well, tell me why it's your favorite. Because I love. Ewan McGregor almost as much as I love Ryan Gosling. Fair. And this is and this is best. a strongly Ewan movie. Mm-hmm. He has some of his best Star Wars scenes in this. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because although I agree, I really like 
one of the things I like about Attack of the Clones is Ewan McGregor's stuff in Attack of the Clones. It's good. Oh, it's still good in that too. It's just him he's my and, favorite him part Django of the second movie. Interacting, him and Dex interacting, just his whole hard-boiled mystery that he's trying to go through, trying to find the Camino Sabat. <laughs> and just the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin is my favorite lightsaber fight. It's very good. What's the uh, what's the next movie on Amanda's list? The next movie on Amanda's list is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, or just Star Wars if you want to call it that. Definitely the top ten best Star Wars movies, and my personal favorite Star Wars movie, because I like the introduction of the world better than stories told in that world. A, but then also, it's the one. It's the one that's in there. It's the one that that's the one that I saw. That was the first one. That was the one that I saw. That's the one that I remember from being a kid. I got all the toys and I do the thing, and it's the thing. That's weird because. It's also the first one I saw, and I had all the toys and stuff, but it's not my favorite one. Well, it's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, our second to last film on this seven list is Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. Definitely in the top ten best Star Wars movie. (laughs) Definitely in the top ten. This champagne bottle is empty at this point. It is, although you've got far less to go than I do, so... I'm not I'm not I'm not clipping along the way at the speed that I need to. So Episode five is a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie, yeah. I found out. Yeah, a lot of people like it a lot. It's it's What's it's one of your from... it's one of your earliest examples your earliest super popular mainstream media examples of the bad guys kinda of won. Yeah. Well that's the line like, in Clerks One that he's like he's like What's your which do you prefer, Empire or Return of the Jedi? And he says Empire and he's like blasphemy. He's like, No, Empire had the better ending. You know, Darth Vader wins. Luke's hand cut off. The rebels are in retreat. It's it's it ends on such a down note. That's all life is is a series of down endings. Dante is a bummer, and he needs uh, something <laughs> because I disagree <laughs> fundamentally with his argument as to why. But I think Empire Strikes Back is a really great movie, and maybe my second favorite Star Wars movie. I really I quite like it. What's your favorite from from the original trilogy? Our next movie oh. is also my favorite. Tell us about it. What's the next movie? It's Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Definitely in the top ten best Star Wars movies. Hands down. I like it if only for the scene, if only for the line, I am a Jedi like my father before oh, me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry right that here. That scene, just the scene in the throne room, especially from the point where Vader gets his arm cut off yep. into... Luke saying goodbye and Vader dying when they're waiting on the so good. landing pad thing. On you with my own eyes. From that to that Ugh. is just, I think to me, peak Star Wars. If there was more of the movie like that, it might be my favorite one. It's but certainly up there. Episode 3 is my favorite because of Ian McGregor. Yeah. Ewan McGregor is in, no, just kidding. Hayden Christensen is in Star Wars <gasps> 6. Excuse me. Oh, he is, depending on the edition you're watching. Well, it's streaming, so it's the right edition. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. So He's there at the end. I think it's good that he was I think so, too. Because, I mean, and we've talked about this. The only, the only digital only change see... I don't like is the Han shoot first scene. Yeah. Everything else I love. And I know you do, too. And I know that... Expanded Cloud Let's City. Let's not talk about Lopty Neck. Lopty Neck is so great. <laughs> the Jar Jar Binks laugh in, at the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, the what? So at the end of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> after every movie came out, they kept changing all of the different cities we see. 
and it the in, in the newest cut you see oh you see Naboo, Naboo and you hear a Gungan do a Jar Jar laugh. Oh, I didn't even realize or like that. a woohoo. <laughs> so that noise he makes before he dives into the water the first time. Yeah, you know, and he dives right in the water. Yeah, we should see if we can do a whole podcast where all we do is make oh no <laughs> Gungan <Wars>. noises. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Boss Ness. Be gone with him! Boss Ness is one of my favorite parts of uh, Phantom Menace, I think. Once upon a time, there was a... I'm putting air quotes here for those of you that don't understand that this is a purely uh, aural format. I knew a really cool guy. His name was David. He was slightly older than me and Nick, um, and he had two older brothers. And so I think he was thrilled with the fact that we thought he was really cool because he had two brothers that were, quote-unquote, cooler than him. Danny and John. Being older, therefore equaling right. cooler. Uh, that we were we were hanging out with around the time that Phantom Menace came out on VHS. And he made boss nass noises a lot. And we thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Mel Brooks? Fuck out of here. Because David just did a fucking boss nass laugh. And we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm certain that David is a great guy now. Uh, but also, we we just thought he was the bee's knees because he could do boss nest sounds. <laughs> bee's knees, boss nest. We just thought he was the boss's nest. <laughs> Anyways, this is getting away from us, and we're this is one of the long. This may be the longest special feature. It might recorded. be. It might be. I don't know. Do you have so all of these are movies on streaming services that are available mm-hmm. in one place or another, mm-hmm. almost exclusively. On Netflix, except the Star Wars movies are on Disney Plus and a handful of other ones. Feel free to look at our Facebook page to, for for more whatever. Uh, are there, at the risk of not being about two films, uh, are there any TV shows on streaming services you would recommend? In the spirit of two films, too curious, I will list two TV shows. I love it. So, the first one is, and it took, I was at the. At the point where I watched this first TV show, I was already way past all the memes that have been made from it and everything else. Mm. The Office is so good. Yes. And if you haven't watched it yet, T Dog is proof that you can watch it now. You can watch it post all the memes it. and all the references and still yeah. love it. And not only for the like, oh, oh he said the thing. It's right. it's the it's the no, no, no gif. Like yeah. no, it's the scenes that weren't memed and weren't gift are still really good. And I really enjoy that TV show. My second recommendation is the new season just came out. It is the Castlevania TV show, which is very anime-inspired, but still pretty strictly Western animation in it. Insofar as, like, the tone of it, mm-hmm. the writing of it. Yeah, say story beats. The voice acting is so good for 99% of the characters. In the third... If you watch even just... If you watch the first season, immediately watch the second season because they the first season is just setting up for the second season. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays Dracula, Trevor McGarvish, something like that. He plays Dwalin in the Hobbit films. Is so good. Season 3 is also really good. It's it feels like it's setting up for season 4 and also there's less Dracula in it and Dracula for whatever reason. For whatever reason, no spoilers. But for a very specific reason, no spoilers. <laughs> but 
it's still it's still good. It just feels like it's setting up. If you want to wait to watch season three until season four comes out, I totally understand. But if you watch just season one and two, that's a perfect start and end story. Your third TV show is available for streaming, I think, on Netflix still, as well as actually Facebook TV. It's Firefly. I thought you were going to say Joss Whedon <laughs> No, we're not either of those places. Firefly. It's also streaming on T-Dogs TV sometime in the near future. Near future, goddammit. <laughs> yes, I, I finished my show. I finished my show. Anyways, here are my two and then a third. Uh, I am currently in uh, social distancing with two films, three curious alum, Devin, and we have been watching The Magicians, which is a sci-fi channel original series. Is there magic in it? There is. Uh, is Are are the people that practice this magic called magicians? Some of them. Oh. Some of them are hedge mages. That's a fucking cool title. Hedge witch. They got kicked out of the school, or were never a part of the school, or whatever. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be them anyway because they sound cool. I want to be. A, I want to go to the school. <laughs> anyways, doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, it's a sci-fi original series, uh, so it has some of the things that sci-fi original series tend to have. Yeah. Uh, writing that. There are parts of this show that I think to myself, a better writer could have written this better have done more with it yeah but if they did that and took away the charm of the show i would rather they didn't do it because the show itself is very it's very much its own thing and it's charming and i love it and i uh am sad that i didn't finish season one before i came over here so i just needed to tell you that and i'm sorry uh another show that is currently available on streaming person of interest i know you love this show I know that I've seen at least an episode of this show. Which is, he's basically saying it's his favorite show. I'm surprised he didn't say it for the person. Anyways, Person of Interest is uh, Jonathan Nolan TV show produced by J.J. Abrams. Uh, Jonathan Nolan, of course, being uh, Christopher Nolan's brother. Um, If Chris Nolan's Batman series is a realistic Batman, Jonathan Nolan's Person of Interest is Batman for reals. Uh, A super genius wrote a computer program that allow that will analyze like the NSA security feeds and look for patterns that would denote crime. Mm-hmm. It will then send the social security number of a person that is a, is going to be involved, involved in that crime. Yeah, exactly. Right. That that's the most interesting part I find on the show. Yeah. Is that it's not like the victim. It's not the person that did it. It's someone who is in some way involved. You know why? He said that when he was writing the program, he was like, "I never want to take the human element out of this system." He was like. I wouldn't let them buy... I made them this system, and I wouldn't let them take it from me unless they knew that these are the caveats. He's like, I locked it up tight. They can't edit the code. But the mm-hmm. deal is is that they don't know if this person is doing the crime or is the victim of the crime. They just know that this person is involved in a crime so that they still have to do the research to find out mm-hmm. what's going on. Turns out, though, that the government only wants national threats. Of course. So he's getting all of these numbers that end up being dumped as irrelevant. And he was like, these are not irrelevant. These are people's lives. It may just be, quote-unquote, a murder in New York, but that's somebody that needs to not be murdered. And so he teams up with a really down-on-his-luck veteran special forces guy who's getting drunk on buses and trains. They, he recruits him, and he's like, you need a purpose. I can give you a purpose. 
because I have a bad back and I can't do shit. So Jim Caviezel is Batman, the body and muscle and tactics. And uh, Michael Emerson is Batman, the genius behind the, the computer. Thing. Right. Yeah. Although, I mean, uh, Jim Caviezel is still, I mean, a, a, an adept detective mind. He's this former special forces. But is he the world's but greatest detective? No, that, of course, would be is. Batman. No, but it's a really great show. It's on Netflix. Um, and they knew in advance that the season was going to be their last, and it's one of the best endings of a television show I think I've ever seen. It's so nice when a show knows when it's yeah. going to end, and that's why I'm a little bit hesitant. Not hesitant, but I'm maybe dragging my feet watching Firefly. They ended it, though. They got a movie, and it's the end, and it's good, and it's fine. Is it good and fine? It could be a lot worse. <laughs> it, they could not have had the movie. But could it be better? <laughs> Listen, anything could be better. There's comics. Could Star Wars be better? What? So almost anything could be better. That's like saying real life could be better. Of course real life could be better. Star Wars is real life, though. You can't just change what happens in reality. It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. God damn it. <clears throat> Anyways, the third show. Your, two, your, your half show. My half show. Your so two and a half shows. The other day, uh, Charlie Sheen. T-Dog and I sat down and watched... A movie for the podcast called Pacific Rim Uprising. And then we finished an entire bottle of wine and a bottle of champagne and a whole bunch of gin drinks and watched stupid YouTube videos. And we're talking. And Tyler said, T-Dog said, I don't have anyone to watch Cowboy Bebop with. And I said, I don't own Cowboy Bebop, so I can't watch it. And then I said, well, too bad because I just bought two copies of it. So <laughs> then I bought him a copy of Firefly and the movie Serenity. So that's why he has to watch Firefly, which is on Netflix and also a Facebook TV streaming app. And I just finished, last week, Cowboy Beep Beep, which is on Hulu and Crunchyroll. It is. Yes. So uh, Cowboy Bebop is essentially, it was billed to me as Firefly in space. Uh, or I mean Firefly, but an anime. Um, which I guess actually the reverse is more true, that Firefly is Cowboy Bebop, but live action and American. Yeah. Because it came out later, but uh, the idea of a space cowboy, right? And it's it's a really, a really well done show. I really enjoyed it. I found it to be compelling and interesting, and I liked the dub. So yep. if you're a person that doesn't want to read subtitles, the dub is really good. So feel free to watch it uh, that way. Anyways, this is a full length episode. This is a full length. I mean, we're still going to call it a special feature because yeah. we didn't watch yeah. two films and we're not curious about either of them. I'm not but, curious about anything right now. I didn't talk about anything that I'm curious about. <laughs> That's a lie. Anyways, uh, this is a, yeah, we hope that you guys are staying safe out there because of the coronavirus. Uh, we would normally plug our pay- Patreon, uh, but if you have money to donate to us, that means you've got money to donate to people that fucking need it. So feel free to find some other place to give your money. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not gonna, I'm not going to say that we're not going to take the money you give to us. But what I am saying is give it to somebody else because they probably need it more than we do. Uh, and uh, we love you. We love you, and thank you for watching our movies and listening to our show and watching TV shows, maybe. And I guess thank you mostly for listening to our podcast, yeah, and for donating to people who need it. We love you. We love you. <laughs>